Welcome to Let's Get Practical. This podcast is about church communications from a practical standpoint. It's about what works and what doesn't. It's about helping you cut through all the clutter noise and getting straight to the point. And today, this is a part two of what we talked about yesterday, which is communicating about the coronavirus. But this is more of a long range thinking through how this current situation is going to affect your church. Uh, one of the last points we talked about yesterday was thinking through a retention plan. Uh, what are you going to do to retain people, to remind them that church is now back up and running whenever this uh, situation dies down, or at least gets some sort of maintenance level by which we can re- we can return to some sort of normality to our lives? What's going to be your retention plan? What's your plan to get people back in the doors, or at least get them back involved into church life as they developed new patterns of their Sundays or Wednesdays or whatever your church life looks like? They've developed new patterns by which church may not be a part of their life because again they they might find that you know chilling and watching netflix on a sunday morning is more interesting than going to church what are you gonna do to retain those people and i think i want to kind of bridge off of that and say this is a larger problem that we've got or we're i think that we're going to see which is uh this is like a fast forward button if you think about if you think about like this we know that we're in a post-christian culture and i think for some of us for a long time we've always known that uh, slowly what the normalities of church were going to be were going to change. We were going to have less attendance. We were going to have the idea of having nominal believers, if you will, or people who just attend, well, you know, all four Sundays, and probably they're going to just go down to two Sundays and maybe one Sunday a month. We're already seeing some of those things. Well, this, in my mind, is pushing the fast forward button on that. And I think we're going to see a lot of people not come back to the church because it's no longer a part of their life and their rhythm of the life because for maybe up to six to eight weeks, they decided to, you know what, um, not do that because they were told to stay away from large gatherings because of the coronavirus. So what does that mean? What's that look like? What do you, how do you operate in a world where that becomes the norm? where you take your attendance and now your attendance has been cut by like say 50% or even 20%. What does that look like for you in your church? Well, a couple of things to think through. One is this cannot be fixed with the normal methods of how we would typically fix an attendance problem or a membership problem or giving problem for that matter. And our typical methods are stuff like Big build, better buildings. You know, do a building campaign. Uh, you know, just we know we need to redo our worship center. We need to uh, do a facelift on some sort of our facilities because if it looks more attractive, then people will come. The attraction model by which you're going to make your building better is probably not going to solve this issue. Okay, the other solution typically revolves around well, we just need to have a better Sunday morning experience. That'll be better lights, better sound, better speaker better band, um, a more, you know, authentic experience as you may hear somebody use that language. We just need to build a better Sunday morning. And to be honest with you, I don't think that's going to change much. Again, you're working off this model where you're trying to attract people into your, into the doors. You're not explaining the why for why you wanted them in the door. You're just trying to, again, trying to attract them with a lot of big lights and sounds. So buildings aren't going to work. Lighting and sounds going to work. Your traditional marketing is probably not going to work. Billboard advertisements, Um, I think a lot of like physical things, like I think you may see a decline in terms of like additional more people not even doing the newspaper. Again, all those type of normal normality things that have been slowly decline may even rapidly decline even further. Instead, what I think you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to think through what are the digital extensions of your church that are a natural fit. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. What are some of the things that are in people's daily digital habits that you can 
kind of, I would say co-op, but you can become part of. We know that everybody has a daily digital habit. Most users, uh, people for that matter, pick up their phone in the morning. It's the first thing they do. And what do they do? They scroll through their Facebook, their Instagram, Twitter, or email. They do one of those things. So the question is, how is your church involved in those type of things? We also know that people can give online and are now shop from their mobile phone. So do you have abilities for people to give online? Are you created ways for people to have and join community online? I'm actually in a bunch of different Facebook groups that are not religious related. They're related to working out. They're related to entrepreneurship. Um, those Facebook groups are community. Now, granted, are they good as a, say, physical community by which you're meeting and hanging out with people? No, but they are an extension of some sort of product or some sort of thing that I'm a part of. They are a digital extension of that and by which they've created some sort of community. So how are you creating community online? And then when you think through this, you think through these channels that you're creating, it may be online worship, it may be Facebook groups, it may be online giving, it may be online Bible studies. When you think through all these things, which I think, by the way, you're going to have to do, and you're going to have to have different extensions of these uh, outside of your walls and into people's mobile devices. How do you make those things humane or, or better, maybe how do you make them in such a way that you bring humanity to those things. In other words, how do you make them personable? How do you make them real? How do you make it feel like it's a human thing? It's actually a human connection and not just a connection to a larger organization. It's one thing for people to like your Facebook page or, or to become part of a group with like 5,000 people. But it's when you do that individual one-to-one connection where you message people, you email people, you FaceTime people, how are you maintaining those humanity type of connections because if you just go pure digital without having any humanity to those connections they're going to be lifeless so you've got to figure out what that looks like this is not email marketing by which i can turn around and send an email and then you know do retargeting with like open rates and click-through rates all that kind of stuff we've talked about before this is not something that can be solved that way this cannot be solved with a web announcement on your website nor can it be solved by just simply going live on facebook this is Something that's going to require person-to-person human touch. It's going to require organizational skills on your part, but it's going to require you organizing people to contact people, call them, FaceTime them, message them, using all these digital means, but really getting down to the individual layer in terms of how you're going to communicate this stuff out and how you're going to talk to people and re-engage them into church life. You know, when you think about one of our methodologies we tend to do when it comes to the digital world is we look for what is the most efficient model. What's the most efficient way for me to do things? What's the most efficient way for me to do social media? What's the most efficient way for me to do online streaming? I want to get a camera camera to the line, to the computer, the computer out to the stream, and then we're done. I want you to think not so much what's efficient, but what's the most effective thing you can do right now. Um, it's, it may not be effective for you to schedule out all your social media right now. The most effective thing for you may be to reach out people one by one and connect with them to see how they're doing, see how you and your church can take care of them in a, in a, in a matter of moment when, by which they're not going to have a whole lot of interaction with other people because they've been quarantined in their house because they're fearful to go outside even to buy groceries. What can you and your church do to make those human connections in your community? Right now, your community, uh, if they're one of the communities that has been affected by the coronavirus, is probably paralyzed and there's probably a lot of fear and your church can be a church by which uh, they extend a hand in such a way that fear is lessened because of your church. That's the kind of things that your church is going to have to do in this new environment. We can't mass market our way out of this. We can't create a better worship experience to get out of this and we can't create bigger and better buildings to get out of this. This is going to have to be a human response from human to human. 
That's what we've got to do in order to get through this situation, in order for you to build the kingdom of God. It cannot be a pure thing by which you just throw money at something or you do bigger and better marketing because it's not going to solve your problem. Again, this is probably something, to be honest with you, most of us, we should have been doing anyway to begin with. This, however, the situation, however, is is fast forwarding that button on our current situations and force us to do something we should have been doing all along, which is creating more humanity and more humane connections with people via these digital platforms. So that's one of my encouragement for you today is, is figure out how you can make these connections more humane, have more humanity to them, make them personalized, make them more one-to-one instead of not so many one-to-many, because I think it's going to be really important for the future for your church as we go into a world by which we might not have church for the next two to three months. Um, that's, a, that's a real possibility for a lot of us. So let's figure out how we're going to do that and how we're going to thrive and excel in a world where that could be a reality. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Let's get practical. I appreciate it. If you could do us a huge favor, you can leave, leave us a rating on iTunes. You subscribe there as well. You can also check us out on Spotify and Google Play. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.